it is flannel season, which coincidentally makes it pumpkin spice season, which, if you think about it, makes it leaves turning different color season, which makes it October. Yes, of course. Welcome to October. 17 days late at the time of this recording. Maybe longer for you. Maybe by the time you're listening to it, it's like December or June. I'm still glad you're here. Welcome to the Hold On Podcast with Colton Garrett Podcast Podcast Show Podcast. It is I, your host, quotations, I gave quotations, Colton Garrett. That's me. And I'm so thankful that you've turned in today to this podcast. A little shorter, sweeter, to the pointer episode today. Just about how your testimony can help someone else hold on. Sit back, relax, don't close your eyes if you're driving, because you need those. And let's get into it. Thank you for holding. Uh, I'm going to apologize to some, to some listeners. You may have heard this uh, from me before, but I just I felt I felt like it was a good time to talk about it on the podcast to maybe give someone else some encouragement. I felt a real need lately just to share, to testify to, about my God to anyone who would listen. And I have a I have a new coworker right now, and we're having really good conversations about why I believe what I believe. And I'm not just talking and not listening. It's important when you're talking to someone. You got to listen to them. Wouldn't you want someone to listen to you? I would. That's why I have a podcast. Uh, <laughs> but it's important. There's a power in letting someone talk, and, and there's, you build a friendship and a bond with just talking and listening, and that's all we can do, and that's one of the best ways you can witness, and if you really want to talk to someone about God, how about you just do it, you know? But always make sure you listen, too. And telling testimonies and talking about God, you know, not that you want to hide it. I haven't, well, maybe in high school I wanted to hide it, but now I, I, I kind of developed an approach where it was just like, if they ask about it, I'll talk about it. But that turns into a don't ask, don't tell policy. And we can't have that. We got to talk. We're commissioned. We're commissioned to tell the whole world, teaching about Jesus and baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, making disciples. You can't make disciples if you don't talk to someone. And that's what I want to do. I want to talk to someone about God. And a really great way to do that is your testimony. Your personal testimony, a testimony about what's happened to someone else that you know. Whatever God has done for you or God has done to one of your friends, family, even anyone you know, could be across the world. That is a tool to reach out to someone who could be going through a similar situation. Because what happens to people when they want to know how to get through a certain situation? They ask for help typically on Google and all these stories come up. But what if someone's going through that situation at your work, at your school, at the line at the grocery store, and they're going through this thing, and real quick, he's like, you know what, that happened 
have a similar situation happen to me, and I, you know, I just I pray to God. Or, you know, sometimes be like, well, that's too simple. Or we can tell a longer testament. Or you say, oh, my family's church, they prayed for, for me. I didn't believe in it. But as soon as they prayed, something happened. I had to believe. If that's your story, that's awesome. That was, that was my parents' testimony. It was incredible. And it, it latched them on. It brought them into somewhere deeper. It brought them into having a relationship with God. And, and 22 years later, they're on fire still. So... Tell your testimony. Jeremiah 29, Jeremiah was tasked with telling the bur- with, with the burden of telling everyone about what God was going to do and what God will do. And we have that same burden. Jesus is coming back. I don't know if you know this. I can't tell you what day. Don't, you know, just keep your calendar open is what I'm going to tell you because he's coming back. And I don't want to miss that appointment. So Jeremiah in 29, he said he tried to shut down, shut it down. I can't talk about it anymore, but it was like a fire shot up in his bones, and he couldn't not tell someone. And I have been getting to that point, and I should have been there a long time ago, that I got to tell someone about God because he is coming back, and he's coming back for his saints. And I want to make sure that if I go up, and I'm planning on going up, I'm, I, I, I need, I'm, you know, I got to prepare daily. Got to prepare my heart and soul daily. But if, if when I go up, I, I got to make sure I take someone with me. One, two, three, as many as I can. Because this verse has been on my heart. In John 3, uh, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus. He said, God desires that no man should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He doesn't want anyone to die. He didn't come here to condemn the world, but to save the world. And I feel like so often, maybe in my mind, I, I could just walk past situations like, well, heaven's going to be great. Don't have to deal with that. But God's goal is not to come down here and say, look at all the wrong you're doing. He's come down and say, look, I can make everything right. And I'm making everything right. And yet you can be right. You don't have to feel the same. You don't have to feel bad. You don't have to feel the shame and guilt anymore because Jesus can change your life. If he's changed your life, he can change anyone's life. Amen? Not saying that you specifically were rough, but we all were rough around the edges. Paul goes through a laundry list of, 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 of evildoers, revilers, sinners, drunkards, adulterers, people who, who've done terrible things, who aren't going to make the kingdom of heaven. But he also says, such were some of you. Right? Such were some of us. Sometimes I am one of them. But I, I go to God. I can pray. I can repent. I have the baptism of, in the name of Jesus over my life. I was baptized in Jesus' name. I'm blood-bought. I'm adopted. I have the Holy Ghost in my soul. I have a joy unspeakable full of glory that this world needs. This world needs your joy. This world needs your joy. Peter asks, always give ready to give an answer for the joy that is within you. And if someone asks you why you're so happy, how about you just testify? Revelations 12, 11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Blood of the Lamb, that's, that's Jesus dying on the cross for you. That's how everyone overcomes. 
when you repent, when you're baptized in Jesus' name, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you have overcome the world because Jesus overcame the world that way. You could do it too. He died for you so that we don't have to die and live in eternity in hell. He died for us. He covered our sins, took everything on himself, was the perfect sacrifice so that everything that we do is covered. We don't now knowingly sin because it's all covered. That's a sin right there, knowingly doing it because you think it's going to get covered. No. No, it's for those things that, that you just do. It's for the sinful nature that we all have. We all have a propensity to mess up and to make mistakes. At some fault of our own, you know, we all we have to make that choice to, to sin. But we always can make that choice to say, I don't want to sin again. I don't want to live my life like this. I am going to turn around. Repent means go the other direction. When the prodigal son was at his lowest point, after he spent all his inheritance on the world, probably drugs, alcohol, you know, living his life, YOLOing it, you know, say, I'm going to do it all. But he was at his lowest point eating or feeding pigs, thinking, man, I, they're eating a lot more than I am. I could probably eat that. He realized, if I just went back to my father, if I just turned around, I could have a better life. If I was just a servant in his house. So that was his repentance moment right there. He realized, I could live better back home. And there's people out there who need that. There's people out there who need that moment of, of coming back home. But then there's also people out there who have never experienced it, who've never had to go home because they've never been there, who never have felt the desire to go home because they've never felt to go there in the first place. They didn't start there. But it's all right because that prodigal who who knew what he was doing was wrong. I've, man, how often have I felt that, that sting of the enemy say, you should have known better, right? And you got to say, I do know better. But I got God with me so I can be better. I can live better. When the enemy tries to get at you with, you should have known better, you can respond, yeah, you're right. Because that's so, it's so degrading, in your soul, in your spirit, when, when you're living for God. Maybe it's after a, a big, big youth convention. And then you go back to home. You're on fire. And then you go to school. And the fire kind of goes out and goes out. And then you, you just mess up. And you're thinking, man, a week ago I was on fire. And now I'm put out. In that voice of condemnation. Maybe it's your heart. Maybe it's the enemy. It says, you, 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 you piece of trash can't believe you messed up. You should have known better. I'm here to tell someone that, yeah, <laughs> I did know better, but it's okay, because when my heart condemns me, God is greater than my heart, and he knows all things. He knows that I love him. So if I go back to him with sincerity, with a broken heart and a contrite spirit, that's what he desires. He doesn't desire flashiness. He doesn't desire you run into the altar in front of everyone, you know, crying and saying, I was so bad, but God saved me. If that's how you repent and it's sincere, go for it. But what he desires most of all is just a sincerity of saying, I know I messed up. But God, please bring me back into the fold. I don't want to mess up again. 
God will take that and he'll choose to cast it out. He'll choose to forget the sins, the, the very things that, that we knowingly did to, to go against him. Because uh, James says, he that knows what to do and does it not to commit a sin. That's such a simple way to break down sin. And it covers every sin. It covers every sin. To the, to the simple ones, to a little white lie, to the ones that ruin your entire life. Covers it all. There's no range of sin, by the way. Sin is sin is sin. But whatever we do, I don't think you can run too far from God. He sees everything. I don't think you can fall out of grace. I don't think God's ever going to let you go. If you fall out of grace, it's because you turned your back and walked away. But it's all right. Just like the prodigal son's father, God will be waiting for you with open arms as you come back home. It won't be how you expect. God's good at subjecting your expectations. That was a tangent, but hope it helps someone. That's a testimony, though. That's a testimony. You can tell someone, yeah, I felt all this shame and guilt and, and uh, so depressed with my actions and choices, but then I repented. I asked God. I just went back to God. I just went and talked to Him, and now I have such a better relationship. I feel better so much better since I laid my burdens down. Amen. That's a testimony. Your testimony will help you overcome. It will help someone else overcome. The whole Bible is filled with testimonies. The writer of Hebrew it says in 12.1, right after getting over the faith chapter, because in Hebrews 11, it goes through a bunch of people in the Bible, and, and, and those people bring up stories. like, And we've talked about this on the podcast before. So as everyone, if you've ever been in church, he talks about Abraham and, and uh, talks about uh, Samson and, and Jacob and Joseph and Moses and Samuel. These these people, they they're real people, and the the Bible is not just a story of all these great cool things. It's a story of people who make big mistakes in just the course of, of, of a few chapters in 2 Samuel, we see David literally communicating with God, talking to God, and God answering to, to just a few chapters later, David making a big mistake, and then waiting six months to hear someone tell him what God said. David was someone who could talk to God, whether it's in an audible voice or impression, however David communicated with God, to being so disconnected from God, he didn't know what he was doing was wrong. He probably, I, he definitely knew it was wrong, but he had to take someone else to tell him what he did was wrong. The Bible tells us that, but it also tells us that David fought Goliath. It also tells us that David got back from his big mistakes. The whole story it doesn't leave things out. It's not a puff piece. The Bible's a people piece. It tells you everything about it. In all these people, we Samson, crazies, he, he up and down and had promises that he broke, and he broke, and he told, uh, told Delilah about where he gets his power from, and he got all sorts of trouble, but God still returned to him. God still remembered him. Hebrews 11.39, and all these have all attained a good report through faith. And they received not the promise. That's what we have, the promise, amen. God having provided something, better things for us. 
that they without us should not be made perfect. All these people that are recorded in the book of faith, this chapter of faith, telling all these great men of, of God in the Bible, we get to see their whole life story. And, and we have to have faith that no matter what part we are in our lives, we can keep on going and go back to God. And that's why the writer says in Hebrews 12:1, Wherefore, seeing we also, just like Samson, you have a cloud of witnesses. We also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. There's people that are watching me, watching you that we may not even know about. Samson didn't know that we were going to be able to read about him. David didn't know that. Compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, lay us, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which does so easily beset us. Let's run the race with patience, run with patience the race set before us. We talked about this before, but it's so crazy. Your testimony can go to all these witnesses around you. They can see you from one day to another at work. Maybe they see you even get the, the raw end of the, of, of the deal at work. And your response, how you respond, do you respond in grace or do you respond, you respond with, with malice? You know, it's a real thing. They see a witness, but your attitude is a testimony. Your responses to situations is a testimony to them. And they're going to start asking you, how can you, how can you have that joy? How can you have that patience? And you say, it's not me, trust me. That's all God. That's all God. Your testimony can save other people's souls, can save other people's life. Your testimony is powerful. I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you today to have the faith to testify. Be ready for an answer when someone asks you about the joy that you have inside of you. Because the person next to you, that person around you, will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, of your testimony. And then they'll overcome by the word of their own testimony because they'll have one. From the testimony, you receive grace. From their testimony, they can, from your testimony, they can receive grace and will lead others to the blood of the Lamb. Your testimony is powerful. It will let someone know about something crazier in life. And what it is, it's sowing a seed. And Pastor talked about this uh, uh, Sunday. You don't know what you're going to get from it. It's, some, it's just throwing it out there sometimes. I told my uh, testimony of, of I was born cerebral palsy to my coworker. And who knows, maybe later in life she'll have a grandson. And I'm not, I'm not wishing this upon anyone. Or she'll know someone who maybe their child was born with an ailment. And they say, well, I remember Colton was born with, with something like that, and, but he had a praying shirt. Maybe I'll ask him to pray. Maybe I'll pray about it. and We'll see what God does. And then your church, your, your prayer, your testimony can be responsible, can not the whole responsibility, right? But will lead them somewhere deeper and closer and can lead them to God. And so... I'm going to let you go with never forget the power of your testimony. Don't ever forget it. You're surrounded with such a great cloud of witnesses. 
The writer says, lay aside every weight in sin that doth easily beset us. That takes a deep dive in very introspective. I got to look at myself, like what weights are holding me back? I spend too much time on some things for sure. <laughs> They're setting me back. They're slowing me down from the race. I got to run with patience. But share your testimony. Be open. Acts chapter 3. The disciples uh, heal the man at the gate beautiful. He says, silver and gold have an end, but what I have I'll give unto you. In public, in the open, take up thy bed and walk. And he takes up his bed and walks. This beggar was expecting gold and silver, and he received a miracle. Amen. From that moment, uh, from that event, the John and Peter were 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 questioned by the Jewish authority, and those men who had walked with Jesus, who had seen Jesus ascend into heaven, who received the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, they had to pray for boldness to be able to speak their testimony. If you're not bold in speaking your testimony, don't feel like you're the only one out there. Even these guys had to pray for boldness. But what I want you to do, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray for that boldness, that Holy Ghost boldness to rise up when I know I need to tell someone or when I know I need to pray with someone. That boldness will rise up and overtake my fear and doubt so I could go up to someone in public and just say, hey, I got to tell you about God. Hey, can I pray with you? You can change a life. You will change a life. You will change a life doing that. Not by your might, not by your power, but by the Spirit of God. Thanks for listening. There's a little rambly, a little shorter too, which is good. The last one was getting out of hand with the, with with the rabbit trails. But you know, it's uh, sometimes you get passionate about stuff, and sometimes you get distracted by stuff, and it just takes you. You don't know where it goes because you don't have notes. But let's hope you. Uh, you know, I'm gonna give you a challenge. Give you a little homework. Tell a testimony to someone, quick one. It could just be like how great Sunday's church was. Maybe God took away a headache. You know, it doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be big by our standards. I did quotations. You can't see me because it's podcasts. But just tell someone about God this week. All right? We're doing a campaign at our church. We're trying to invite 100 people in 100 days before the end of the year to our church just to get them in the doors and tell them about Jesus. Talk to them grow our community a little bit invite someone to your church you know don't be aggressive with it the bible says speak the truth but you gotta speak the truth in love and be loving about it you know just be neighborly about it don't say if you don't go to my church or you're not gonna make the heaven no just be kind like i have a very friendly church you should come through we have children's program we have this we have that and we just have we have music if you like listening to music come on through it's gonna be fun be open pray for boldness thank you for listening guys pray you have a great week and it is october currently at the time of this recording it's pastor appreciation month i have pastor in my life and i appreciate him so much how about you tell your pastor that you appreciate him or her you know that's it's all right I might get in trouble for that. I don't think so. Amen. But go tell your pra- your pastor that you appreciate them. All right. You have a great 
great week. God bless. And thank you for listening to Hold On, Colton Garrett.